It has taken a long time for me to organize my shit, but it is organized. Stacked in a nice pile. The stars are right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the stars stay this way, because fuck it, I don't want to have just one day off anymore. Two days is sweet. For sure, for sure. And I'm not going to lie, this week I'm, I'm looking at like four days off. <laughs> how I manage that so so I don't want I don't want to make any promises because this is the first time that we're doing this but we are going to try to get back to a regular recording schedule which means hopefully God's goddesses deep and willing will be able to get back to releasing episodes on a regular basis that being said we're going to start with this one welcome to the table I as always am John I'm Mike I'm Aaron <laughs> this is the fucking table <clears throat> This is the fucking table, son. Hey, they know we're vulgar. Is that a fucking be Bible? Hey, hey, the holy fucking Bible, son. <laughs> oh, I just feel Katie back there hating this right now. <laughs> like, oh my god. Welcome to another unrelated line to our topic. What's yep. our topic tonight, you might ask? Well, uh, today we're doing video games in other media. We've skirted this quite a lot. Yeah, we because yeah, at first when I when I when I heard John propose this topic, I was just like, we no. had to have done this before. Yeah, because I mean, we do it all the time. We'll, we'll I went back over, and just go off. I went back over all of our uploaded episodes, and I was like, no, I think we've talked about it a couple of times. We haven't yeah. actually done this one, and it's oh. fair because we've reviewed a lot of things. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Super Mario movie, we tangented out with that one. Yeah. The uh, Mortal Kombat, we did Mortal Kombat. Yeah, tangent with that one. Yeah, that. But one I mean, that's, off technically on. that is two. That is two that we're just going to try to leave out because we've covered those. Well, there are <laughs> examples. If you want to know more about our opinions on them, go check the episodes out. But this is for everything else. Like, and I'm not just talking about movies. We're talking TV shows. We're talking comic books. We're talking novels. You know. Any other media that began its life as a video game or a video game franchise. And I think that that covers quite a bit. And there's a few there's a few different like TV shows in particular that are just based on video games in general. Uh, The example I brought up to the guys here was an old show from the 80s called Captain N, the Game Master. I mean, it was like a Nintendo sponsored show, but it had like. All sorts of Nintendo characters, you know, Zelda, Link, the most cartoony version of Simon Belmont I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> like the absolute worst, like, representation of Mega Man in a cartoon ever. <laughs> um, Pit from Kid Icarus. Uh, Mother Brain from Metroid. That was horrible. Like, seriously, look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's disturbing. <laughs> Mostly, I wanted to do... I wanted an excuse to talk about my favorite cartoons based on video games from when I was a kid. And anybody who's listened to more than one episode of this podcast knows that I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> it's safe to say. Wouldn't you, uh, wouldn't you agree? I do. Am I just talking to myself here? Like no one else has said anything. <laughs> so I just I just wanted to double check the date that I had there. Oh, you know, I, I'm I'm just I started getting really concerned about it. Oh, because it was bought up, brought up. 
the Halo franchise did start with a video game by months. Oh, Literal months. I and see. then the first book released. You were which, like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But for I Halo, mean, either, either. I mean, <laughs> I was, I thought it was the book because the book obviously covers more and it gives it more detail. Sort of like yeah. every book we've, you know, every book, uh, the, what is it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, we did, yeah. they turned around and did the Willy Wonka one and that made me want to stab my eye. That was great. But then you turn around and read a book. It's a whole, it's a whole. You talking about classic Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder? Or are you talking about the yeah, Tim Burton like, one with Johnny Depp? What the fuck? His camera, I think, froze on him and like. Hey, yeah, what's going on? There he is. Um, my internet just went down. Oh, oh that's wow. okay. That's real, real that's hot, hot news right there. Is this so, going to be a problem or? Well, I'm on my phone now. Yeah, but what yeah, I'm saying is, is that going to be an issue for, like, data and stuff? No. No. Okay. I got, like, I have unlimited, actually. Okay, if it's not going to be a problem, then it's fine. If it's going to be a problem, then, you know. No, no, we're good. For I those mean, who's playing the home game, Aaron is uh, in the process of moving or just recently moved to a, a different part of the same state. It's the sexiest table setup I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's, like, literally a tray table with a laptop on it. He's like... <laughs> I love yeah. it. He's got two fucking two TV dinner tables just set up, ready to go. Even, even like in the bare bonesest bachelor pattiest room that I've seen Aaron in in the past decade, he still has multiple monitors. <laughs> you know, I, it's no matter what. Once you go, once you get multiple monitors, that is it. You will never not want them. <laughs> okay, so I think in order to to get the the podcast going proper. Um, I've already mentioned my personal favorite video game franchise gone cartoon. Uh, Mike, do you have one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I already, I'm not gonna lie. They just brought that up just now, which it's Halo. I mean, Halo has always been my, my go-to. Yeah. It's tattooed on my body twice. Like, And Halo has a, uh, a television show through Paramount plus now, which, which I've only, ever, I've only watched the first episode of, but you know, now I will admit that is a whole different universe is what they're trying to claim. Yeah. They've, they've been saying it's an AU. Yeah. yeah it's an alternate Uranus, whatever. I don't care. Like it is literally the dumpsters fire of the dumpster fires. You took the master chief's helmet off. Like, yeah. Go somewhere. Episode one. Go take it, take it out behind the shed and put it down. Cause that is, is this isn't Cujo. It can't just run around biting people. Put that fucking thing down. <laughs> Jesus, that's a terrible. So he's just like, that's inexcusable. The, um, that was the whole fucking point of the Master Chief is is well, the mystery. We'll do a whole, you're, we'll you're do a whole proper review of it, where Mike can be as as upset as I was when we reviewed mm-hmm. Highlander: The Source. If that'll, are you sure? Because I don't think I I never watched them, and I don't think I could sit through them. <laughs> I just want to watch Mike rant the way that I rant. It's not fair that I'm the only one that does this. I no. mean, like I would watch Highlander: The Source a thousand times before I watch the Master Chief Collection. Okay, yeah, because it was so your idea, you fucking prick. Ignore the fact that it is Halo, and just consider it sci-fi. You know. Sci-fi X, sci-fi, sci-fi series. Yeah. Then I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. 
If you're ignoring the fact that it's based on the Halo series and you're just talking about a sci-fi shooter, I'd still rather watch, like, Battlestar or... What's that well, I mean, you're, you're tainted there, right? I mean, you, you you see it and you're like, oh, man, I really wish that I would have got the actual Halo movie that I wanted. You're thinking of Starship okay. Troopers, by the way. No, you, you know, he's not wrong. Like, you, you watch it. Like, I've watched clips of this on YouTube and I'm just like, no. Negative. I'm not, no. Just no. I'm not even going to sign a free offer to we, watch this show. No. I, I saw the action sequence and the action sequences look pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see some of the action sequences. They're they're very well choreographed, but at the same time, you get then you get into that dumpster fire of a story. <laughs> yeah, if you're leaning on the fact that you're shooting guns nicely, like fucking hire some marines, they'll take care of that. There's no point. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, a lot you of that know. is uh, done via the uh, the U.S. military or what have yeah. you. They tend to, they tend to do that a lot. And I'm back. Yeah, I, I kind of pop back up. Yeah, okay. You still I, I kind of kind of felt something was going to happen. All three of us were in the same place. Some kind of vortex was going to oh, start. Yeah, no. Somebody well, was going to have a problem. Side effect of him moving to Phoenix. He was talking about it. He's like, my internet's going to suck. And I was like, why would you? Well, why would you? Phoenix yet. <laughs> why would you, as a computer programmer, willingly move somewhere where your internet's going to be bad? <laughs> well, it's it's just not going to be the best for playing multiplayer games potentially, and maybe not. I mean, it might be fine enough. It's just it's just getting. I'm not going to be playing any of those games like day one is the thing. No, you did say that it was. It was not even like the area. It's the building you're going to be in specifically. Well, the apartment complex was the way which, that was the way that you put it. You were like, yes. it's, it's it, well, I, I meant more like it's it's the apartments, right? But the thing yeah. is, is that this apartment is a complex of like a hundred something buildings. It's oh, a big yeah. complex, which makes it more surprising that, yeah, they don't really have like any, any kind of internet. That's, the word is compound. Is. It's a compound. You've joined a cult, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it has its own uh, little uh, um, gas station or like, you know, one of those like service convenience stores. That's how it starts. And then they have their own <laughs> church. They're in yourself. Like, this is we're just going to keep. <laughs> It's so like they got they sell free Kool Aid at the convenience store. It's perfect. I give them away. It's a little bit like rat poison, but only a little bit. <laughs> I only see these people take one cup and they never come back for another. I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, okay, okay. So, so back on topic, right? We're just talking about our favorite franchises turned uh, other stuff aside from video games. Like, I obviously went the Sonic route. Mike's got his Halo thing. Aaron, you've got a franchise that. Uh, has uh, I mean, like, video game become something else? Like, what's your personal? Uh, I've just I don't know about personal favorite. I've just like there's been a, a a few of them that have really been enjoyable for me. Resident Evil, yeah. uh, but not necessarily all of them. Um, the Tomb Raider movies were kind of meh, but it was like when the first one came out, I was like, wow, that's really cool because I like Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, Silent Hill. Um, that that ad that adapted really well to film i thought that was good. so i mean don't get me wrong they went really fucking gory and i loved it and you know, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna be like i liked final fantasy the spirits within <laughs> hey that was actually pretty good yeah, <laughs> although i think i preferred cute. better the one was that that wasn't the one there was one where they did final fantasy 7 advent maybe the one where <laughs> yeah. sephiroth, sephiroth showed up yeah yeah, yeah it's advent children yeah yes yeah. 
I like that. I like that people a lot. Were, <laughs> people yeah, were rock hard for Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Like, I, I, I knew people that were like just walking erections. It was. Well, I admit, mean, I liked it. Uh, it was a great movie, but I've made my feelings on Final Fantasy VII very clear. Um, well, I mean, I'll be dead honest. Ugh. I have never completed seven. I'll be honest. I I can't I can't play it for more than like an hour. Anytime that I get a copy and I play it for a little while, like everyone immediately wants it back. They're like, uh, "Can I have my copy of Final Fantasy Seven back?" Like I've only had it for a day. I maybe played like three hours. <laughs> I think you have a copy now. I have it on. Uh, I have it on Steam. Yeah, I just have it. No, no, you have it on a little. Oh, on the uh, on the uh, oh. <laughs> He he downloaded it. Was like, no, you're gonna play it, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, there's, there's nobody few, gonna there's take that PlayStation from ones on there. Yeah, uh, I was putzing around and I was like, oh, I wonder if the Legend of Dragoon one works. And yeah, it does. And then I'm like, I'm not playing this with a Super Nintendo controller. <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting like a a nice Bluetooth one because you can uh, those pies can work with Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And so one that has like all the different buttons. So no matter what kind of platform you wanted to play, they do it. But yeah, so for me, really, it's Resident Evil, I think, was the one that hit at the, just the right time. I was into Resident Evil at the time a lot when, when it came out first, and the first one was really good, and I mean, they've had a lot of them. They kind of veered away from what I wanted Resident Evils to be, but it's still nice to see that universe be portrayed. I've always liked zombie stuff, too. So. Resident Evils yeah, have one- a lot of other things aside from movies as well, too, though. They've had like novels and comics and... Uh, and actually had a stage play, like a Resident Evil stage play that went on for a while. That's I wonder. I wonder if there were Resident Evil books considered canon to the story. Yeah, doubt it. They're absolutely I mean, there. Are I know there are graphic novels for it. Yeah. No, there's book books too. Like yeah, I don't doubt. I won't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shock me at all. Because but I guess they were actually designed. The big, um, the big difference there is: is it? Is it just a, a adaptation of the movie or game or you yeah. know you know if it's just a direct adaptation I don't need it right yeah, I want the really expanded universe. Play the game. I don't need to read the book. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair. That's fair. I lived it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I like uh, how Halo has such an expanded universe for the books. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, like I was just like I was saying to John, like you get into you know movie, you start reading through say first book. First book leads all the way up to the first game. And then it picks yeah. up. Second book literally picks up right where the, I think, third game stops. Because game two and game three almost run right into each other. Yeah. That's be- like their three is literally a continuation of Halo 2. So, yeah. Like they run, it, they show the cutscene. Like you're going from one to the other. There's no. Yeah. yeah. I think they did the yeah, same I thing. Like- I like that, you know, the expanding universe can fill those gaps, right? I mean, there's stories to tell there. Yeah. That's why and I like um, all of, the fall of Reach. You actually, we have the Reach video game, mm-hmm. but then you turn around and you have the fall of Reach book covers a whole different, whole different scenario there. Holy crap, that covers difference. Okay, some, of the, some of the people that go missing, including Halsey, tells you where she went, what happened where these people came from, why there were still Spartans alive. That begs the question, Mike, uh, since you're like the Halo historian here, um, 
you've read all these books, obviously, or yeah, I'm getting audio books or what have you. Currently, I'm getting the getting them in audio books now. So okay, yeah. so so you've read them and you're listening to them over time as well. Um, do the books contradict the games at all, or does everything fit together rather well? Here and there's here and there there's a couple of overlaps that kind of don't make sense. Yeah, but um, it's not major. Is the books licensed officially from uh, Microsoft? I guess yes. Okay, because I I know one of the big issues that I'd seen with another expanding universe that doesn't exist anymore, which I'm salty about, and John might know. Universes just stop existing when they're no longer considered canon. You heard it here first, folks. Which one? <sighs> it just, yeah. Well, I mean, because I like, I want more stories there, and nobody's going to write in an expanded universe that's dead. Fan fiction's a thing for a reason, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, well, but fan fiction's a hit miss of, of writing. <laughs> fan fics, you can end up with uh, some really, really shitty teenage boy writing his fantasies out on paper what was it um i think kevin smith was the one that said like fan fiction is the equivalent of banging your toys together as a little kid <laughs> yeah i can see it right it's like a toy that's, that's movie. any way you could imagine that banging that that for that term banging yes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the answer is yes <laughs> yep i agree what if Superman fought Spider-Man? Yes. What if Superman fucked Spider-Man? Yes. <laughs> it's out there somewhere, I'm sure. Dude, and if I'm it is, someone lie. listening is going to write it now. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I saw the, the, one, of those, uh, one of those memes pop up on YouTube. It's uh, only guys will get these memes. And it's a female Spider-Man. Like, legit female Spider-Man. <laughs> not, not like Gwen. Not, not, and no. Spider-Man outfit. Oh, like the yeah, okay. I've seen that one actually. Yeah, it was I'm a like, weird, no. like it was a weird Doctor Strange scenario where like everyone got gender swapped. Yep, I'm like, nope, pass. I don't even um, want to see that image. <laughs> so, so we we all know the the basic story of video games that are adapted into other media: Halo's books, the Resident Evil movies. Um, you know. Um, there's other shows that kind of bounce around the idea of telling their own stories or Mike, are you having fun? Castlevania. Castlevania came from, came from a video game to an anime and hun, you've watched that anime for Castlevania. What did you think of that? Was that reasonable? That's it. That's all she was gonna give. It was fucking awesome. Okay. What it was kept her entertained. She was okay with it. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've I played the game. I I was lost in other things while she was watching it. As and I a came uh, in the middle of something. As a a big Castlevania fan over the years, like I I enjoyed it a great deal. I'm looking forward to Castlevania Nocturne uh, later this year. I'm gonna pick up with uh, Richter Belmont. This first series was Trevor and uh, the events of Dracula's Curse, and now they're picking up from uh, from Richter. Boy, Aaron's just having a day. Back and forth. That's all. <laughs> I mean, about back and forth. Like, is it maintenance time for your internet in your cult building? I mean, your apartment. 
I'm not there yet, man. I haven't moved yet. <laughs> well, then this what, is what, my regular what, internet. I don't know why it's being a dick. He's like, my internet just sucks tonight. Yep, apparently. Yeah, maybe maybe somebody's summoning that demon and it's just taking away all the power. Who knows? Uh, Ade, Due, Dembella, give me the power, I beg of you. <laughs> wow. No, wait, it's not quite spooky season yet. We gotta wait another, what, week or two? <laughs> yeah. There's that stuff. means that we can release something. <laughs> yeah, yeah yes, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, they've only been sitting there for a while. About a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, hey, if you think about it, it gives us a jump on things. Yeah, that's a plus. That's definitely a plus. Um, weird, but, like, but like I was saying, we, we have um, we have video games that are simple video game adaptations. You know, Halo, Resident Evil, Sonic the Hedgehog, that kind of thing. Um, what about uh, what about TV shows and movies that are based on like the concept of video games in general? Like I brought up Captain N, the Game Master earlier. The very yeah. '80s cartoon, like. I talk about video land and things like that. I don't know if you remember that at all. I'm not sure. Although what comes to mind for me right away now is Ready Player One, right? Yeah. 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 And that's because that touches. It's a VR game that they play, right? Yeah. 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 And I mean, it touches every genre because I mean, you see the Mach 5. Ryu walking around. Uh, I think at one point you see uh, egg, one of the Egberts walking around in the background. Oh, Cubert. Cubert. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember the name of that little shit. Well, Cubert was in Pixels too. That was. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen that all of one time. Hey, Pixels was awesome, dude. Like, still, I, wa- I watched that with mom. You know, mom got a kick out of any movie that mom will sit down and watch. Is like, all right, cool. Can't be that bad. She'll sit and watch it. We're all, we're both gonna have a good time, whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember stuff like Captain N and the Game Master, and there was another one that, like, I was talking to you guys before we started recording. It was a cartoon like that, but it was all acclaimed stuff. And like Bigfoot, the monster truck was a character. Oh, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. And uh, the dude from Iron Sword, like Wizards and Warriors, was in it, and like yeah. a few other. Like they were all acclaimed characters because that was how the licensing was done. Yeah, it was weird. The '80s, man. The '80s were a weird time for television. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had Care Bears. Oh God. Jesus. Gum, gummy. What was it? Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Oh my Jesus. I think that's on Disney Plus. I might have to watch a few episodes of that after this. <laughs> I like to let my inner child out to play. What can I say? Um. As long as you put the thing back in the box, I don't care. It came in a box. There was a box involved. Hey, I'm loving this right now. I'm loving this. <laughs> okay, so so our listeners can't see this and probably won't be able to tell in the recording, but because of the fact that Mike and I are both sitting here just having a grand old time with it, Aaron's internet is acting weird. Uh, and to peek behind the curtain a little bit. We all live in different parts of the country, so we all record through Discord using a, a bot to record us. His name is Craig. Hi, Craig. Um, I'll have to record him talking one time. Yeah. Um, but because Aaron's internet is being wonky, 
he's bouncing back and forth from his his laptop, his actual computer, internet connection, and his uh, cell phone. Which yeah, because there is a Discord cell phone app and there's Discord on PC. So yeah, either works. Which, regardless, yeah, it's, it's never because his camera is better than yours. A phone, phone camera to a laptop camera. Yeah, the fuck you too, Mike. True. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at it like his his cell phone has still got a better camera than yours. Like fuck. Really, very oh, similar. I my, my cell phone. Camera. I got a decent cell phone camera. I just don't use it for anything. Uh, yes. Anyway, but uh, I've got a, I've got a bunch of weird ones, but I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Like they did. The robot uh, what was it RoboCop, but that was the movie first, game second. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are. We, we did, and I'm pretty sure we did that. What one? The m- movies that were adapted into video games. Yeah, I think uh, we covered that, or maybe not. Because I, I know I wanted to mention the the if you're talking movies that adapted into video games, then the most iconic one for very very bad reasons would be. Uh, E.T. Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah, I think we did talk about it because the mention of E.T. came up and I shuddered. I visibly <laughs> shuddered. I was, I was terrified. I was like, oh, God, why? Um, that that might I be a future episode. And <laughs> we'll all play E.T. Why do you hate me, Aaron? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I want, to hear how, I want to hear your comparison on was it bet worse to watch Highland with a Sword or to play ET? Well, I'm not gonna lie. If if it turns out as well as watching you play that Casper game, I'm in. Like that was fucking hilarious. Oh my god! For like ten minutes, I'm just stupid fucking down. <laughs> I'm yelling at the screen. Katie's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "This is recording." He should know. <laughs> I need to be on when he's doing these. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Oh, everything uh, it was everything such a horrible game. Game. on yeah. YouTube of, of games he's never played before, and uh, apparently, I need to watch the Casper video. <laughs> You're not gonna be dead with this Casper one. Man, no instructions or anything like that. So I just figure out the controls and go from there. And yeah. yeah. This game um, throws you under the fucking bus, dude. You're you're guessing at every turn. It is it is wild. It is yeah. literally like getting on a unicycle and just getting shoved downhill. You're just hoping for the best. It is yep. bad news all the way around. Like Casper has some real comp. Is some weird ways that it does things, and then also you can like preview rooms, but you can't really interact with those rooms when you preview them. And you can guide. Yeah, it took me forever just to figure out how to like leave the seat the attic. Yeah. Yep, that was it. Yeah. I get down. I'm like, just just do this. Just do this. I've never played this game before, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing you can do. Oh, <laughs> that's that's watching a let's play. You're constantly screaming at the TV, like, this is what you're supposed to do. Especially yeah. a game you've played before. Which well, is for yeah, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. why I don't watch the let's plays because Yeah, the same thing. I don't I've never played this Casper game, but it just looked like something you should be able to do i guess i was like fooled because like it looked like a pitfall right yeah. and i'm like I'm, I'm trained by years of video games to jump over those things yeah. and i was like okay i can go down so why can't i i had to go down through the hole compared to like else yeah yeah mm. 
Well, yeah, for the first few jumps, I'm like, I'm glad he's missing that fucking giant hole. That's a smart move. And then I'm took a minute. I'm like, he should probably go down that hole. <laughs> like that was. It just took a bit. It it's fine after that. Like wow. So, got me thinking about um, about video game cartoons and things like that. And probably the um, the earliest example I can think of. And I know there's earlier ones because like Pac-Man had a cartoon in the '70s. I think it was. But yeah. the earliest example I can think of is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which was an '80s like cartoon extravaganza type thing, but it had like live action segments in between. Yeah, with oh Captain God. Lou Albano playing uh, playing Mario, like a professional wrestler, was also Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did they do better for the movie opposed to the live action scenes? Um, well, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Captain Lou was probably as drunk as Bob Hoskins during those segments. <laughs> so, I mean, like, um, to be real, he was probably just absolutely gone out of his gorge for who framed Roger Rabbit. Like, good Lord. Uh, Hoskins. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, you're already he talking was to drunk, so he was probably just sitting there like, I'm in character. <laughs> <laughs> Like but, you know, uh, that's supposed to be stage alcohol, right? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like I, I, I remember it because uh, one of my friends, when I was a little little kid, had a VHS of Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So there was like one episode in particular that I had seen like a million times. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was basically there would be a little live action segment, and then it have the the Mario cartoon. And then they would finish up the beginning of the story from the live action segment, like in a in a second part. And then I think like their Friday episode, instead of a Mario cartoon, it was a Legend of Zelda cartoon. Yeah. And uh, that was like the the earliest video game themed like television show that I can remember. I know there were earlier ones, like I said. I know like Pac Man had a cartoon way back in the day, but I've never seen that. Um, and there were. There were others like Captain N, like I said before, but that was more of like a general like Nintendo was like, we need to sponsor a cartoon because children watch these and, you know, we're trying to market our, our games to children. I mean, if we're talking video games, just as a side, I forgot to mention it before, but um, where video games are represented heavily. What about some um, video or the master video master? Remember that movie? Uh, the one with the uh, competition where they go to. Oh, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of the wizard with the, the wizard. Uh, yeah, that was the that was the original, um, the first showing of Super Mario Three, because that movie came out before the game. Okay, and because I get that I get that that was the plot is that that last game was a never before seen game, but I didn't realize that. It was also a never foreseen game to the audience at the like time. In reality, yeah. Like, <laughs> hmm. well, I mean, that's a good promotional, sure, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mind. Hmm. yeah I, I, the only thing I remember because I've never seen that movie. I've only seen parts of it. So the uh, only thing I remember is like the the one character Lucas. He's like, I love the power glove. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're the only one that loves the power glove. 
I'm the kind of super nerd that would have worn that as a fashion statement. And just been like, I'm a real gamer. Honestly, the worst possible game you can think of. I, I, I'm generally putting this idea out. Worst possible game you can think of if they were to do it as an adaptation. Oh God! Like a not game one that's already exists. Translate to an adaptation. Yeah, if you're gonna take it, take it and literally convert that into a like a movie or or a TV series or, oh. or even an anime. I don't care. I was gonna what say Arkanoid, but like, <laughs> I mean, Arkanoid. I can I can get a story for that, and I mean, they made a story for. Um, I mean, there was an adaptation of the Galaga. I think. Yeah. Honestly. But long. I mean, it's just it's a ball and two two bars. I mean, it's I guess a, it's, it's like, a box. It's a square dot and two bars. <laughs> so long. I'd love to see how that would turn out. As a boop, 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 boop. Like, where's the story there? <laughs> It'd be fucking hilarious. I'm sure there. No. I'm sure there's one. Somebody, somebody will write it, and it'll be fucking amazing. And you have just inadvertently made the next like smash blockbuster hit by postulating the idea of a Pong movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's terrible because I was thinking of Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is going to be about the dog. <laughs> like this. Well, I could watch a Duck Hunt movie if the dog dies in the end. Like, <laughs> like no, the dog <laughs> is the whole point. Like, that's the only the movie where I would 100% root for them to shoot the fucking dog because I've always wanted to shoot that dog. <laughs> Mind you, this is the only dog all of us can agree we'd shoot. Like that, we do not shoot animals on the regular ever. <laughs> no, but this dog's a fucking cocky bastard, and he deserves one right between the eyes. <laughs> You're laughing. You love him up. Damn you! Why are you laughing at me, you bastard? <laughs> Couldn't tell you how many bullets I've put in that dog. Done nothing. He's immortal. Which would make it actually kind of funny if the dog was immortal. He's yeah, just gotta live through anymore. this. Uh-oh. And that's yeah, that's the plot. Is that you're, you're like you're like he messes with you one time, and then you're you're just trying to get him after that, right? And, and you just can't, and you just keep trying to trying to find him and and shoot him down. Yeah, every so often you just see him pop up and just duck back down. Like, oh, we're not even hunting anymore. Why are you here? So I mean, I, I know we all have uh, I know we all have experiences with um with you know, shows, movies, things that we like that started out as video games. Um, it's obviously. Yeah. Uh, is there like a good one, bad one you have maybe, uh, start with you, Mike. I mean, good one. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still going to lean on my halo. They, they did a great job there, but bad one. This is where he's like also halo because the, the series just, he won't even watch it. It makes him physically ill. Well, I know. On the same tone, I can't say that because I refuse to watch it. So I'm never gonna rate it. <laughs> so there's that. Fuck you. Not happening. Uh, I, I don't know. Like for the worst. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in a little bit on Aaron's end. Anything after. Resident Evil to the movie. Oh, three, four, like they just they, they started were, getting weird what, after after the second one. Like, is they, they tried to they, some, 
They tried to keep the some of the effects. Like they just pushed that pitch down. Yeah. The later ones felt like they were based more off like Resident Evil 4, a lot more action and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we started Although, seeing wasn't in any of the games, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they just did a new TV show for Resident Evil. I haven't checked that out. That could be good. Um, I haven't seen it. Uh Without going too into uh, too into detail with why, because I haven't watched all of it, it's a miss for me. Oh, it's 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 a straight up miss for me, and that's got nothing to do with the material or the special effects or anything like that. It's purely a writing thing for me. Like, watch the first two or three episodes, and you'll see why I just it's a fail. Do you feel there's a plot hole in relation to the games? No, like, here's here's the thing, and this is part of the reason I wanted to bring this up. All right, there's a guy that I used to hang out with, a buddy of mine, who, on the on the subject of Resident Evil specifically, absolutely despised the original Resident Evil movies because he said they were not like the games at all. To which I responded with, "They shouldn't be exactly like the games because games don't translate to movies one to one, or vice versa." Like. There are certain things that you're just not going to have in a, in a game based on a movie or a movie based on a game because they don't translate. So I was fine with the Resident Evil films being what they were. Okay. So any, any complaint that I have about the writing of a piece of media has nothing to do with how it translates from its source material to what it is. This is purely a structure issue. The plot bounces all over the place and I can't follow it. And if I can't follow what's going on, like it, it loses. Too many protagonists. Me. Say what? Too many protagonists. No, it's not even that. It's it's like they they show you the world as it is, right? Like the apocalyptic sort of everything's fucked up world, and then they try to dial it back to show you how it got that way. And if that were like if every episode were like it starts in the apocalyptic world and this event happens. And then that triggers a memory in our main character of like, oh, that reminds me of when this thing happened. Like, that would be, I'd be all right with that because there's a semblance of structure to that that people can follow. But this is like, okay, we're going we're gonna to start this episode in the past and then zoom it forward to the present and then take back to the past. And then before that last time we went to the past. And like, the story structure is just a mess. Like, it's... What you're saying is if you went back and forth anymore, you just... It, be whiplashed. Like I and I'm not claiming to be some sort of authority on the subject of writing because like I know that the people that did this worked hard on it and I know they took it seriously and I know they were probably very proud of it but it just it it uh it it just doesn't do anything for me and I can't follow it at all and that makes it a, a chore and uh, just ugh I hate it. I hate it. I hate that I hate it. I want to not hate it. <laughs> well, weren't they also making a new Resident Evil movie based off of before they, re like Raccoon City, just before the infection or something like that? Um, you're talking about Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. I have that yeah. on Blu-ray. I went and watched. I went and watched that in theaters with the express point of uh, talking to my buddy that hated the first Resident Evil movies. Because I was like, this one's exactly like the game, so he'll be happy with this one. He was still pissy. 
I was like, there's, <laughs> you can't satisfy this person. Like, he's not yeah, going to be. No, there's no winning there. It even took place in 1998. And how do we know it took place in 1998? Because they filled it with references to 1998. Like, to the fucking gills. <laughs> well, how else are you going to know? Unless you put a, put a little directly on the bottom of, like, uh, the 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 video or the screen 1998. <laughs> there was there was a uh, there was like a blockbuster video card like on one of the desks and like oh, all geez. kinds of stuff. It was and like uh, the the dude who played Leon was listening to like an old Sony Walkman with like a cassette tape. So just, just, like to kind of out, <laughs> just to kind of point out what John's talking about, my things wouldn't translate into movie well. I did just look up exterior views. For the original mansion, those windows are anywhere from six to eight feet off the ground. How the fuck those dogs jump through those windows? You're talking the original first? The virus enhanced super zombie dogs? (laughs) Like, there's no, even in the movies, they don't show no viral enhanced. They're just reincarnated dogs that are just overly aggressive. Well, yeah. but I mean, you never see anything super out of these animals besides what they push their way through a cage because they have no more pain receptors. It's like a pissed off Doberman with a hole in its neck. Well, yeah. I mean, but there's also some strength involved in that, right? I mean, even if a dog didn't have any pain receptors, I don't think they would be able to deal, right? I mean, like, no matter how much you batter at it, you're not getting through it, kind of thing, you know? Well, I guess uh, that's. Like you can you can attest to this because you 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 know know the series, but I'm, I'm thinking of uh, the Dresden Files when um, when uh, Harry as the Winter Knight can no longer feel pain, so he just he thinks he's like superhuman because he can suddenly do all these things. It's like no, your body's just no longer preventing you from doing the shit that you know is damaging to you. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he had his limiter removed. Yeah. Although. Yeah. Once you no longer feel pain, you you have no reason to go. Oh, I should stop. My my arms hurt. No, you're going to put 100 percent effort behind it, even if you rip your arms out of socket in doing so. Or give an example of a uh, of a thing that proves that we're actually capable of a lot more than we know. Um, and I'm not suggesting anyone do this, so please don't take this as a ringing endorsement. But um, should you like grab an electric fence, or you know, be working with a junction box or something and get zapped? When you come to, assuming you come to, you will find that you have flown a lot further away from that particular source of electrical energy than you may have thought possible. And the reason behind that isn't because you got blasted away by electricity. It's because all the muscles in your body tensed at once. Yep. (laughs) And you became a human spring for a split second. So that distance that you flew from the fence or from the junction box that was all you that did that. I mean, but for the, that the, instance, there the, the was scene from uh, Jurassic you. Park. Yeah. The scene from Jurassic Park, the kid up on the fence. Yeah. How far back did he end up going? He was like good, what, five, ten feet from the fence? Yeah, I mean, and he was pretty it, high up, too. So. I don't know no. if you can reference that as, as. Oh, wait, no, no, no. In no way. Because that should have <laughs> fucking killed that kid. Let's be so, I mean, that, that was what that they came online. That kid should have been crispy. Like, that thing is meant to stop a dino. Like, you are getting like on that weight. Yeah. That was on the outside of a T Rex paddock? No, bro. You should have been crispy. Um, 
Yeah, that that might be that might be an instance of a, a movie that translated really well to a video game because I know remember the Jurassic Park game for Sega Genesis was actually pretty baller. So the, the one for the Super NES like absolutely pissed me off. I the, yeah, the Super NES game, meh. But the Genesis game, fucking yeah. yeah, yeah. And don't, baby. I think I did. That was actually not a bad game, yeah. Dude, I fucking love that game. Sega one, yes. But But, no, um, my grandmother had the NES one. I absolutely hated that goddamn game. You couldn't figure out your asshole from your elbow in that game. They gave you no direction at all. You just wandered around and hoped you didn't die. So Mike's got his uh, his huge, like, Halo thing that he's, you know, Halo bonered out. Um... In my case, and this is not going to, like I said, it's not going to surprise anyone, but um, I remember this was 1994. used to get up, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, grab your bowl of cereal, run out in the living room, turn on ABC, and I would watch the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, which was one of three cartoons made by the same company around the same period of time. Um, but And I watched them all. At some point or another, but that was like that was my Saturday mornings as a kid for probably for probably about a year because I ca- I caught onto the show right around the time that it was being canceled. Um, I used to love I used to love that show. Um, I have it on DVD now. That's like the only cool thing about being an adult is the stuff that you loved as a kid you can just buy and have. Um. So when they finally released that on DVD, it was a whole huge thing. I remember being a uh, like if you if you get the Shout Factory like Sonic the Hedgehog Complete Series DVD, which I have, there is a thanks on the back of the box to um, the members of Fuss uh, Fus, which is Fans United for Sonic at AM. It's a website that I was on at the time when they were doing all the back and forth for. Uh, for the DVD, so I was part of the discussion with this is what's going to go on the slim packs for the discs, and we're going to put fan art on the discs and in the packaging, and it was going to be all over the place. So, like, I didn't necessarily contribute, but I was there every step of the way for the whole thing, and it was super cool for me. Um, I got to feel important, you know? That mattered to me. It's a big deal. Um, Sonic, of course, has been a, a big part of my life since 1991. But um, I remember the cartoon as a kid. And then when I got to be about 13 or 14, I got into the Archie comics. And that was that was a whole thing. And I've been trying to find the older ones since since I've gotten into collecting comics proper, which is a whole different can of worms. But. um, I think think at this point that I've been collecting is probably like. Magic cards. I know Maybe Katie collects Harley Quinn pops. Huh? Oh yeah, my my wife has. It's not just Harley Quinn pops. We're talking Harley Quinn. Period. I've got yeah. tumbler. I'm looking. Okay, we got tumblers over here. Shot glasses. Mini pops. Regular pops. I think she even has a a full size doll. Do you do you have a full size doll for Harley Quinn? Don't you? Yeah, she's eighteen inches tall. Eighteen inch figurine. Nice. Oh yeah, she's she's all about it. I don't blame her. I can't hate her. It's it's her thing. She doesn't bitch about my Halo. I don't bitch about her Harlequin. I support that. Yeah, I I, I would uh, 
I would need to find somebody like that in my life that could just accept that I'm a huge fucking nerd and live with it. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. I'm kind of infected. <laughs> but I mean, that's 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 me in a nutshell. And I mean, like, I I love video games in general, and video games are translated into films and things like that. But for me, like Sonic as as a media empire has been a huge part of my life, and. The Sonic movies have, that have come out have been really good. I remember the Sonic OVA. I remember recording that on uh, on VHS when it was on Stars when I was like thirteen. It was a big deal, big deal to me. And I'd like to get a collection of the books together. You know, IDW has the rights to the comics now, so that's a whole different thing. It was just a really cool sort of thing for me, and I enjoyed it. But um, that's kind of me. Uh, I'm sure Aaron's what got one. Your, what about which you your least favorite, right? Oh, my, my least favorite. My least I mean, favorite adaptation of a video my, game. To, my uh, least favorite we've already covered previously, so I can't really speak on the topic. I'll say it. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, but that wasn't a video game first. It did have a video game. Which yeah, it did eventually. Yeah. But I if mean, anybody, if you can sit here and say that, if you can sit here and tell me that Dungeons and Dragons was not a game for you at any point in time, please. Like that is that is Papa Smurf of video game worlds. Okay. Like, so confused. Why did he bring up Papa Smurf? Because <laughs> it's like the oldest fucking Smurf I can think of. Is there the grandfather fucking Smurf somewhere? Yes, there is. Oh, a grand, a grandpappy surf with an even longer beard and like a yellow hard. hat. See yeah. things I don't know. <laughs> no, you know more about Smurfs than you ever wanted to know. Because oh, I'm that kind of nerd. Smurfing. God yeah. damn it! But um, I mean, like, so, but even then, it wasn't a video game, right? So it no. wasn't the oldest video game. It is an older game for sure. Yeah. So, and I think that's fine, right? As far as like bad translations of video games into into other media um part of me wants to bring up the street fighter movie just because i like the franchise but the movie was really bad and as much as i love raul julia he couldn't save it um he played that down how bad it was i played that down real good that was this I mean, that's giving a dumpster fire a bad name dude well, see, I, I wanted to like that movie i really oh, did yeah. but like they cast Jean Claude Van Damme to play Guile, like, and he just couldn't not have an accent for that movie. It was like he didn't even try. No, <laughs> the most non-American American ever. <laughs> yeah, this like Austrian dude with an extremely French accent whose name is Jean Claude, and they give him a fucking American flag tattoo on his bicep. They would have had a better. They would have had better luck casting Arnold Schwarzenegger to play Guile. Wow. They've already shown that they're willing to dub his voiceover because I think he sounds too foreign. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute! What wasn't there one of those movies they tried to keep him just just completely silent? Mute. Uh, yeah, I think I think one of the first movies he did because he didn't speak any English. I think one of the first films that they had him do, he was just silent. But he was like a background, like taxi driver, like character that didn't have to say anything. Something like that. I seem to recall. That's I'll have to look into it. I'll bring it yeah, up. That, that's a subject for another conversation. But um 
yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm usually, and, and you guys know this about me, I'm pretty willing to let things go. Like, I'm not that hard to please when it comes to adapting something I like. Unless you do just, like, a really shit job of it, I'm probably going to be happy. He's willing, on, on he's some willing to, no, Aaron, he just said he's willing to let things go. Do you, do you really think he lets everything go? Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure if we pushed him into some more source, he'd probably be just as broken. <laughs> he said let it go. You. Look at him. Look at his face. He's not letting it go. I hate you, Mike. I hate you so much right now. Yeah, I know. Let it go. Let it go. I'm hoping that. And Aaron's frozen again. I know. I know it's because the fan's not moving. I know. That's why I've been talking to him because he's not there. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Still image. Oh man. Okay, so the camera's gone. Is he swapping back over to his? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, what happened. So yeah. Like back Damn. to the laptop. No. Okay. Um, did you, yeah, did you hear anything of what Aaron? What what he just said? How he, you know, his whole let go speech and everything. Mm. No, no, I did no. not. Of course not. <laughs> Perfect. I was just saying I'm, I'm not particularly difficult to please when it comes to. Oh no, no wait, yeah, no, I heard that. <laughs> oh, so you did hear that? The well, the 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 part that you're fine with the adaptations, like you're you're easy to please there. Yeah, you're, not, you're willing to let it roll because whatever. Unless it's unless it's a horrible adaptation, yeah. like I think you would have to like really screw it up. Like even the Super Mario Brothers movie, which we've we've reviewed, and. We talked about it and it wasn't good, but I'm willing to sit down and watch that and have a good time with it because I'm like, it was, it was bad, but it was bad in a way that's funny. Like, like I still liked it. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, a minute. wait a minute. So why did this just dawn on me? That is, that is princess peach that they help out. Correct. Uh, originally it was Daisy. 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 Okay. So it's Daisy. Yeah. And it's her father that is the king that is all over the city, essentially, yeah. correct? Yeah, mushroom fungus. Yeah. 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 So she's a fucking fungus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it in the games, right? She, I mean, you know, I mean, do you ever see the king in the games? You know, I don't think so. I'm, hmm. I think you might have in, in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, bringing that back up. Yeah, uh, I think they, well, I meant like, yeah, been... just in the video games. But but anyway, like, all of the kingdoms are mushroom people, right? Yeah. So but where are they getting all the be... dinosaurs, then? Uh, because how the hell did a mushroom kingdom? Yeah, but how did mushrooms take over when dinosaurs are just there? I get that. Well, but they're not really dinosaurs. I mean, like in Mario's world, they're, you know, in Super Mario, they're not necessarily dinosaurs. They're Yoshi. <laughs> which is like a different species, which is apparently not nearly as carnivorous. I mean, they they like swallow, or they can swallow things, but they also spit them out fairly often. <laughs> and poop out, you know, one eggs. Yeah, I mean, if that's all it takes to rep reproduce for their species, I would expect Wait a serious overpopulation. Hold on a minute. So if they eat enough, they just poop out another one. Does that make them tremors? Because that's what tremors reproduce. They just eat a lot and they spit out a new one. Something is wrong with you. I well, they eat a lot and then they go through evolution stages. And then, yeah, eventually, right, they lay eggs? Uh, essentially, yeah. The, the... Or was it mitosis? 
the, the, the well, split off. It depends on it depends on which one it is because technically the first one is just that giant worm that's actually yeah. carrying well yeah because like they went through the whole life cycle through the first like four of them and then after that they kind of just I watched yeah I watched like the first three or four and then I never did watch the Antarctica one or the back in the time one the western one no, no, no. the western one was fucking hilarious because it explains <laughs> how uh, Bert ends up like hooked into guns. Yeah, because like before before Burt Gummer became Burt Gummer, like his great great granddad was, you know, moved that way, and he was extremely gun averse. Yeah, he was anti violence. Period. He rode around on the first bike. Like, come on, it was just hilarious. And then out of like the end of the movie, they gave him a fucking Gatling gun, and this dude's just chuckling, firing this thing. It's hilarious. For the record, was not, I don't think you ever do see uh, the king of the Mushroom Kingdom. I just looked it up. Okay, so we never I see the king. That's, that's I don't think the king is in the in the animated series. I, I thought he was though, but apparently not. Um, okay, yeah. So yeah, so well, there's a lot of weird things there. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna have to. We did a whole thing on that. You can go back. There's a whole thing on the Super Mario Brothers movie. If you guys want to know more about it, check out the episode on the Super Mario Brothers movie if you haven't already. Even if you have, listen to it again. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think we did less tangents then than we did now. Oh, we've we've gone way off the reservation on this one. Sure. But um, I mean, we backtracked. So, like. We've got favorite and least favorite. Uh, I don't think we got to Aaron on that. Uh, did you have a yeah, favorite and least favorite? I have to say probably. I mean, like. Yeah. I don't want to say. Um, no. You can definitely tell we haven't done this for a while. Can you? No. Like, no. I mean, yeah, he's he's down again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So we're keeping all this in, by the way, Aaron. We're not editing any of this out. Just no. This is too, this is too good. I'm not saving Aaron's face at all. I was nice, and I didn't bring up the source that second time. <laughs> I wanted to. I did not. <laughs> Damn it, Mike! I hate you. I hate you so. so much. I left it out because I knew he would rub it. Like he'd rub that bitch like sandpaper. Like he just would be graded so badly. <laughs> Is that is that what it is? You just like you get off on pissing me off, Mike. I mean, look at Aaron; he's already cheesing. He loves the idea too. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, one explosion from everybody eventually. Is, so is you were you were in the middle of saying something and you just dropped completely. Yeah. So. Okay. So Sonic. Yeah. It's like the first introduction that I had to video game adaptations. And I think it was a good one, although I didn't really know the difference between the different releases because I didn't watch it that much, right? Mm. Um, for as for me, I saw uh, Adventures first, so. Oh, okay. I saw the, the Looney Tunes Sonic before I saw the Saturday morning one because that one was syndicated. It used to come on after school on, like, Channel 4. Hmm. So that was the yeah, first. I think I've never saw the ones in the morning, in the Saturday mornings first. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I mean, because like, you know, I was a kid, so there wasn't really like schedule to go sit down and watch TV. I didn't really. Yeah. Even like Saturdays, that wasn't really the so thing. You that sat I down and watch TV when you wanted to sit down and watch TV. It wasn't like, it's TV time. Yeah. No, yeah. 
Saturday was get the fuck up and go outside day. <laughs> yeah. Well, in your, in your house, it was get out of my face. Like, I hate you. No, <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Mike's parents loved him. Don't, don't, don't please, please, mom, don't be mad at me. I know you listen to this. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. Um, no, it was more me getting out of the house to be away from my brother, actually. Oh, yeah, that I believe. I can talk shit about Gary because I know he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. So, you like the worst that I've ever seen? Because I've heard of some that I haven't even watched, and I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was too young to know the difference. Or to, to well, there wasn't internet really to be able to like spread that around. Double Dragon. Oh God, yeah, that's right. Double Dragon did have a cartoon. My, my heart just fell out. Oh my God, that was so terrible. <laughs> yeah, the Double Dragon cartoon was god awful bad. Oh, and, uh, we just spawn a movie. Did we just spawn a movie review? Like, oh my God, like I want to do that. Not so the Double bad. Dragon movie, are you? I mean, at least Alyssa Milano's in it, and she's cute. So. It just, yeah, it was very, like, I mean, because, like, they were wearing, I mean, at least, like, in Street Fighter, they had decent dish costumes, right? I mean, yeah. they look they looked like costumes, at least, right? I mean, these, like, Double Dragon, they look like Halloween costumes. Well, I mean, I think, I think the problem there was that Street Fighter was already designed with, like, unique character models in mind, so it wasn't hard for for them to take and make stories around characters where you could tell who was who. Like, even the similar characters, like, you still know the difference between Ryu and Ken, you know? Yeah. But with, with Double Dragon, Billy and Jimmy Lee were, like, player one and player two. So they didn't have to look different. They were the same character, effectively, because it was a different type of game. It was a beat-em-up game. That would have been like trying to adapt Streets of Rage into a cartoon, which I would have loved to have seen, by the way. If they were going to try to do that, I would have watched it. Um, I bet Streets of Rage would have turned out better, though, I think. I mean, because that had different characters, didn't it? Streets of Rage? Yeah. And it had had different, like, combo moves and everything, too. So, I mean, they had some backstory. Yeah. And they, I think they all had alternate endings if you got them single player through the game. Yeah. Yeah, they did. So, I mean, there was development there. Just who the fuck plays Streets of Rage on their own? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I did because I didn't have any friends to play with me. Wow, there you go. The era before, you know, well, before non couch or before internet play and only had couch co op. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was usually a hassle to get anybody to, you know, to come over on the weekends or whatever. And when I did have friends over on the weekends, we weren't sitting around playing video games all day. Now, late nights, late summer nights, we've, we played many a video game. Oh, speaking of which. Speaking of which, that just reminded me of one of my favorite video games that was also made into a cartoon, Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Spectacular cartoon. Very, very funny. And great video game series. Uh, they didn't follow the game series too closely. Well, stuff from, stuff from the cartoon made its way into the games. Well, yeah. Because, like, the first game came out, and then they did the cartoon, and the cartoon was a success to a certain degree. So stuff from the cartoon ended up making its way into the games, or maybe, maybe there were concepts for the sequel game that they used in the cartoon. Like, uh, like Jim's sidekick, Peter, who yeah. was the, uh, the adorable little puppy that God help you. If you piss him off. Um, <laughs> right. 
or uh, Jim's pet slash sidekick snot, which was like a sentient booger. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, that was that was another classic one. Um, so I mean, I guess we we've talked a little bit about like old school like video games to cartoons to comics and things like that. Um, but this is this has been going on like pretty much indefinitely. Like you mentioned the uh, the Netflix Castlevania series not too long ago, and we did talk a little bit about the uh, the new Resident Evil series that came out. Which, by the by, e- even though I don't love the show. I am cheesed off at Netflix for canceling it after a single season. It hasn't even been out for a full year, and they're just like, "Nope, we're done." I feel, I feel like they're, I feel like they knee jerk. Like people start complaining, and rather than giving it a chance to to stand on its own, they're just like, "We're done." Yeah, well, they just really throw whatever at the wall, and then yeah. whatever sticks, then they're just good to go. They don't, they don't, they don't care. You know, if it doesn't stick, then that that's fine. They'll just drop it immediately. Yeah, they're not. Netflix has the money to just get whatever, do whatever, and if it don't yeah. work, whatever. Like they. But I mean, I guess, I, guess I, was, I guess what I was getting at is they've done a lot of things, and um, some of it's been really good. Uh, and actually, the whole impetus for me wanting to do this particular topic of this podcast was the recent release of the Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime, which is a, a ten episode anime on Netflix right now that's doing very well for Netflix and for cyberpunk. It's seen a, a massive increase in the player base. Um, apparently it's smashing all kinds of records and things on steam, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but for those of you that don't know, the anime is out. It's very good. It's studio trigger of, uh, Gurren Lagann kill a kill fame. Uh, if you like either of those shows, you'll probably dig this similar animation style. And it's absolutely worth checking out. Isn't Cyberpunk a single-player game? Uh, yeah. They were supposed to do a multiplayer mode, but it, it got canned. Yeah, that's terrible. Okay. They might do another multiplayer game, like another like Cyberpunk I mean, game that's just multiplayer. Yeah, separate release, sure. I mean, at this point, no offense, I don't. I try not to buy single-player games just because if you guys want to play, I gotta. I make sure I have ways to play. Yeah. For sure. Really leave that to um, Game Pass nowadays. Yeah, I think they're doing. I think they're doing a multiplayer Cyberpunk game in the future, or they've been talking about it. And if they do, like I'm gonna pick it up. So I'll let you guys know. But because I mean, I I I'd, I'd like a like you know a new Cyberpunk or like a new Shadow Run that wasn't a weird multiplayer first person shooter. Oh, they've they've got a new Shadow Run. It's on Game Pass right now. Either. Yes, but they are single player and they are top down isometric perspective. Yeah, like like Shadowrun was on the Genesis, which was the earliest version. Yeah, of, I know. I mean, it was a tabletop game too, but I mean, I guess I would see. I was looking for like Shadowrun, like like Deus Ex, or like you know moving the moving that transition into like the third person or the first person view. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I, I mean, because like, yeah. So they did make new ones, and also I was looking for something that had some kind of multiplayer component too, for sure. I guess what I was trying to say to to pull us back on a topic a little bit is that there are there are more recent adaptations of video games into other media that have done really well. Um, 
Cyrus Edgerton being an example. Um, mm-hmm. Castlevania being another example. That yeah. that went for four seasons, I think. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was just thinking of one and I just lost it immediately. Real humble. Love that. Love it. Tells you we don't script any of this. <laughs> He must be losing things. No, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with the way uh, John's putting it. We do have some of the newer ones, like I mentioned, Halo. He's brought up the Raccoon City shit, because, buh. Yeah, and really, when it comes down to it, um, it's definitely been more um, as the years have gone on. Um, for well, sure, when video games were in their infancy, like, you know, 80s, 90s, there were still some adaptations all around. But I've just noticed that, you know, over the years, this has picked up more. Like, yeah. um, But at the same I mean, time, yeah. you're, you're picking up on the media influence because gaming is becoming such a thriving empire. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you not pull inspiration from the things that are, you know, got people captivated currently? Well, and it's, uh, it's also the people that the people that are old enough to go see movies now have been playing games for for a while now, right? I mean, even it's it's part of their culture, and so to see, they want to see those things introduced in other formats. They want to see they want to see the the movie based off of the game that they used to play when they were younger, or that they play nowadays. They're more willing to see that or experience that because they're more comfortable with video games in general. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I finish this up, I'm probably gonna watch Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I might, I might read the book again. The book was good. Oh, dude, I've got it on Audible. I know all about it. Yeah, I never did read the second one though. Oh, I got that on Audible. I got like halfway through it and just stopped. <laughs> that's not. I mean, that's not a glowing endorsement. That's for sure. Well, I'm sorry. Like first one, first one they had Will Wheaton reading it. Let's be real. Like it's Wheat. Like that's that's the guy. Like mm. if we're gonna have a nerd read a game or read a book, I'd rather it be Will Wheaton at least he's somewhere. Yeah, well, that was like the uh, Dresden File audiobooks. They're read by James Marsden. Yeah, um, and, and that, awesome. I mean that. Obviously, the books stand on their own, but the person reading it as an audiobook is important, right? And it it makes it part of the enjoyment of listening to it. Yeah, because then you you don't you can actually. Physically see this person, like, and you can actually put a face to him. Granted, it is not the face that they're supposed to be, but when you hear this person talking, that's the face that pops up. Like, no offense, all I see is Spike. <laughs> that's all I see. <laughs> like, this really just, I mean, if you think about it, that's the way Spike was. Like, yeah, was it does, it does depend. And this is really interesting, too, because I think. It depends on where you build that image of the character first. If you build that image based off of this audio book, then you build it off the person who's reading that book. And if you already know what they look like, then you build it off their own image. Um, But because if you read the books first, then you build up an image in your head of your own. Yeah. And then like and then even though the person's reading it, because like when when I when I listen to the Dresden files, 
I don't, that's not the image that pops in my head. It's, I don't see Spike. I see the representation that I've thought up in my head. And I think that's because that's what I initially associated yeah, you, with. Yeah. You did books first before you were, you know, you actually put person to book. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons like I suggest people watch ready player one before they read the book, because then you're, you can actually have that excitement, that sweet, this movie was awesome moment before you get to the book and realize how fucking disappointing that movie really is. You get an opportunity to, to build some characters visually that you can associate with the book. And then you, so you can have the visual experience in a better format from the books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, well, that and I mean, don't get me wrong. That's it's the same principle. Even though, if you want to get technical, they shouldn't have really had an issue, except probably uh, monetarily putting this this movie to book, as it were. Because I mean, Ready Player One from one to the other, most of it is done in VR, so mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been that difficult to convert. Because what, 90% of it is done in virtual reality? So, I mean, graphically, you, you nobody could bitch. It was meant to be in VR. So that's what we saw. That's what we got. Granted, it was... I thought the VR world was pretty smoothly done. Yeah. And the few scenes that we did get out of it were not the scenes we were supposed to get. And I mean, my biggest hate for that whole movie, and I will admit it, they made our main character a bitch. They neutered the main character. They kept his hair throughout the whole film? Like, what? Because like in the book, he's like pale and bald at the end because he's been living indoors for you know no, like well, eight I, years. Well, I mean, I really don't care about that. I mean, they they purely neutered him. Like, what they had the female protagonist do was something he was supposed to have done. Hmm. I mean, from the movie to the book, movie, she gives up her rights to go into their facility to go disable the whatever. I can't even remember what the hell that stupid orb was, but she disables the orb. The mighty orb, Nauticus. Well, I mean, she disables the orb and then all hell breaks loose. When in reality, you know, well, I mean, part of it was too is that it was no, there's no planning. Like uh, she just got lucky with getting access or something like that, right? It was just off the cuff, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like when it the was book. his turn to in the books when he did it, he like spent like yeah. a month planning this this whole endeavor yeah. to to be able he, to figure this out. He created an entirely different identity, put it into debt, made sure that there was a timed payout to clear his debt just in case, so he could get back out. Uh, and not well, only that. He hacked in behind scenes, programmed a robot to deliver a bomb to destroy the area. Not just, oops, I stopped the bot, you know, stopped the orb by a little talky talky communicator. No, he fucking killed a bunch of dudes that were standing there. He vaporized the area. Nothing could touch that fucking orb. Like, he set off, I think it was like just short of a thermal nuke right in the area. What you're telling me is Wade Watts is a terrorist. No, I'm saying Wade Watts is like 
he's got balls of adamantium. Like that man, look, he put himself in debt, went inside of their facility. If they would have realized he was there, yeah, they could kill job working for them. Like, no, yeah, that's it. That he was the. In, he ended up in putting himself in indentured servant, so he could go in undercover. If they would have knew it was him, they could have killed him, and nobody would fucking known. He would have just disappeared into the ether. Yeah, just vanished. Yeah, nobody I, I really that plot that plot point in the book, and I was disappointed that it didn't. It wasn't there in the movie for sure. Yeah. Well, that, and then you turn around and like all the all the stuff they have to do for the keys inside the books. It's like. It's not just go here, do this one thing, get the key, move on. No, no. Do this, solve this puzzle, go in. Now you have to beat, you know, clear this dungeon, and then you got to beat the boss. Yeah. Well, some of it's very different. Yes, the first challenge was super different. Some of it didn't translate well, I think, from book to movie. Like, there was a scene, uh, one of the keys in the book, I think you had to reenact the entirety of the movie war games no that was only a portion of it that was only one portion of that yeah you but had, i mean you had, to do, you had to solve a puzzle just to figure out to go to war games and then you had to complete war games and i think there was something else he he had to do i guess my point is that wouldn't have translated well to film i don't think it could. licensing would have been a nightmare. They're, you're never going to know because they didn't do it. So, I mean, six one half the other. I picture like a, a scene where like he he gets he kind of like materializes in this in the war room, right, and then recreates this scenario and say like he doesn't realize it at first, and he starts d- differentiating and like maybe like some red lights start showing up that like he's breaking character and it's going to fail or something like that. I could see it working. I mean, you couldn't obviously do a long segment for it, but I could see, I could see, a, I could see a, a scene for it. I mean, yeah, if they did like a fade, or or they cut it from one end to the other, or they showed him starting it and then jump somewhere else to cover something that was happening in the interim and come mm-hmm. back when yeah. he was finishing it, you yeah. you could add so much more to that, and it would be such so much more interesting. And where he gets his extra life was different from the book to the film as well. Oh. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. I would, I would, I would have rather had him complete Pac Man the way he did. Yeah, play a perfect game of Pac Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would have been interesting. It's a good, it's a good book. It's a decent film. I'm not going to tell anybody they shouldn't see it either way. No, I what I recommended was film first, book second. So you can't be so disappointed about the movie until after the book. Well, uh, again, I'm not really the. I'm not really the one to come to about that because as I've previously stated, I'm not that difficult to please when it comes to this stuff. I was more annoyed with the licensing issues. Like they didn't get Ultraman for the big fight scene at the end. You know, that was like, man, that was so fucking. John, now me and Mike were talking about this. I just wanted your opinion. Um, you're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever is, there it is, where, so, is there an instance where you have um, either read a book or watched a movie and then the reverse of those, right? So give me an example of those. 
Um, I'm so confused. Something where you read a book first and then you watch the movie. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. Um, as far as like reading a book and or, then seeing the film after the fact, or yes, or reading a book and listening to an audiobook. I don't know. Do you do you do much audiobooking? Now he does. Um, I, I do it at work because I don't yeah. have time to read like these days. Um, but as far as like um. A lot of book to a lot of book to film sort of stuff was like uh, I remember reading the uh, the novelization of Willow and being kind of into that. Which they're doing a sequel to Willow here, not not too uh, too far from now. I think it's coming out in November. I'm aware. Which is going to be tits. Um, but fair. I was just trying to think of like, have I have I read like books and then saw movies based on? That's like John, a question. Have you, have, you, have you read Interview with a Vampire? Um, I listened to the audiobook now. I've listened to the audiobook because you had it on your audible. Yeah, I was hoping so. Okay, so did you you watched it first, right? Yeah, yeah, the the, yeah, the, the Brad Pitt and and Tom Cruise. When yeah. you when you were listening to the audiobook, how did the character portray in your head? Was um, it was it the video was it the film's version? With maybe like the audio, the audio, the voice of the the audio book reader or uh, tanker. What you mean is like when I was visualizing the scenes from from the book, did I picture like Brad Pitt as Louis? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, I didn't. You did you just have like a you just created your own mental image of another yeah, it, character? It was a different mental image. Yeah, I, I think it's because of the fact that it was being read by someone else. And I was hearing, I was hearing Louis in that voice, and that made a different person in my head for me. Not to mention mm-hmm. that there was enough delineation between the book and the film that it was like a different enough, character. It was easy enough for me to see it as a different character without making a huge thing out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's rough. I guess the, really the only way you could do it is if it was book and audio book, like we were saying. Um, give an example was um well. I, I, I saw the film before I read the book, but it did eventually read the book. Francis Ford Coppola directed uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula back in the 90s. And good movie, but I had never read the novel. I, I have since read the book. The book is a very interesting read. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a literary classic, and it's absolutely worth picking up. It was Blair Witch before Blair Witch. That's, Without all the websites and shit, yeah. That's the easiest way I can explain it. As a book, it was the Blair Witch Project before there was a Blair Witch Project. Um, basically, the way that the story is told is through a series of telegrams and journal entries and newspaper clippings that sort of vaguely hint at what's going on in the plot, and you as the reader are meant to put two and two together of what the actual plot was. Um, every version I've seen of Dracula, right, outside of the novel, is a pretty straightforward telling of the events of the book. It's yeah. pretty straightforward, kind of like, you know, Harker goes to, to Transylvania and he meets the Count in the castle and strange things happen in the castle and he's worried he can't leave and, you know. While Harker's trapped in the castle by Dracula's brides, Dracula goes over to England and meets Mina and all this stuff. 
And yeah, I mean, it was, it was all of that, but it's told like, I, what's the, the literary it's like in the second person. The, the only one that kind of changes that. Yeah. It doesn't go by Dracula. It goes by Helsing. Mm. Cause I mean, if you want to get technical, it's the same thing. You're running all the same characters. It's just a whole different show. Are you talking about the uh, Kota Hirano manga anime Helsing, or are you talking about the huge Jackman movie Van uh, Helsing? Actually, both, because both of those did not follow that at all. No, uh, I think both Van Helsing their complete own way. Van Helsing, I, I've, I, I feel about the Helsing TV show. <laughs> oh God! Oh yeah! Oh my God, dude! Not even close. Like you couldn't even. That was like throwing a ping pong ball into the wind and hoping it to hit the other side of the table. That's you just wishing. Well, really, housing the housing TV show was just a standard like supernatural monster mashup, what or you know, weekly monster monster fight or whatever, right? I mean, yeah. like you're supernatural, like you're charmed, I guess, like any of those things. Only those were good. Buffy. I've I have no experience with Buffy. None with the show, anyway. I love the movie, but really, you never watched well, Buffy. We've talked about this. I want to do a review of the movie because I like the movie and apparently everyone else thinks the movie is hot garbage and <laughs> I want to I think be... the movie's all right, but it pales in comparison to the TV show. I want to be the sole defender of the movie and how it was a genuinely good and funny movie that should be enjoyed more. Um and that's just your contrarianism acting up there, John. Well, I'm like for me and this is I mean, I guess because we're coming up on Halloween, I don't feel too bad about getting this far off topic because this is, you know, seasonal. But for me, like the Buffy TV show, and I, I realized that this is different in later seasons. It was very Monster of the Week for me. It was very like, oh, this monster pops up and then Buffy fights it and whatever. And that's it. And like, is Buffy going to make out with Angel because Angel's a vampire and she's supposed to kill him and whatever. And like drama, blah, blah, blah. I I didn't care. I just did not fucking care. <laughs> um, but with, with the film, the film was tight, it was concise, it was funny, I enjoyed it. Paul Rubens took forever to die at the end. It was great. I had a great time. Like It was fun, and that, that was all I wanted it to be, was fun. True. He, he, did, that, he did that Bill Murray death. <laughs> Zombieland, Bill Murray death. Like, <laughs> It's the greatest. I love that it. He, like, in the middle of his death gasp, he like stopped to take a breath. <laughs> yeah, like, the best. Like, like Paul Rubens died for so long, the credits were rolling, and he was still dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was like the hammiest death scene. The only death scene I've ever seen that's more hammy than Alan Rickman's death at the end of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh my god. And I love Alan Rickman in that movie, for the record. But, like, yeah, it was... But, I mean, you could tell it was intentional, too. He was just being silly. Um, yeah. But he staggers... But I love, the, I love that kind of stuff. He staggers across an entire floor before falling out a window. Yeah. Well, dying at the window ledge, but still... Well, didn't he like? Uh, wasn't he like in a stairwell, like at the as the credits were rolling, and he finally stopped moving? 
Because no, I remember no. he, I remember he gets staked, and it's like very, very obvious that he's been staked, and he's like standing there with this like, like a table leg sticking out of his. Shit. Oh yeah, that, yeah. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> like super loud and obvious and irritating. And <laughs> at one point, he laid down. He pops back up. Oh, he stomps his foot a couple times. Mm-hmm. Oh. That just pops back up and does it all again. Like, geez. yeah, it, it was it was bananas. I love that. Like that kind of stuff was great for me. And now, and I'm not saying that the the series isn't good. For the record, I'm not shitting on the uh, the original series at all. But I like the movie, and I feel like the uh, the fans of the TV show think that I'm not a true Buffy fan because I like the movie, and the movie wasn't Joss Whedon's true vision. I don't care. It was funny. Fuck you. I'm allowed to enjoy a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But I just, like I said, I think it pales in comparison to the show. I think you pale in comparison to me, hooker. <laughs> you know, for someone who lives in such a sunny state, you are awfully pale. <laughs> well, because I work inside. Yeah. So get yourself some suntan lotion to go outside every once in a while. Fuck. <laughs> well, but then I couldn't be inside. Inside is so much nice. So much nice. Wow. Yep. You were good, Aaron. I'm yeah, so proud right. of the way you were. <laughs> hey, we have a podcast. I can word however I want, man. <laughs> That's true. So long, as every, so long as I can get a percentage of people to agree with the words and he he can word it, however you want. Like, what is I can word definition of a word. Hey, That's word part, man. Question. Because we, we've, come to the, we've come to the conclusion not. And welcome to the table where we get way the fuck off topic. But uh, <laughs> we've talked about this in the past where the only thing that gives a word meaning is the fact that we all agree that that word means that thing. So what exactly is critical mass to get a word put in the def- in the dictionary? Like to get a word's definition like set in stone? Uh, how I many, think how many think people have to be a real- well, no, because that wouldn't work. I don't know. I mean, there are requirements, okay. but I don't know them. Well, because the, so, word, the word itself has to be in the popular vernacular. It has to be widely known. But, what, I mean, what, what is widely known? Well, that's, that's the question, right? What is the critical mass for, for Webster's or, you know, whatever to be like, okay, this is obviously a word. Like, loads of people are using it. And I know, I know, like older people, like you know, Gen X and Boomers and stuff, have got to be pissed about some of the new words that have made it into the dictionary, you know, uh, oh. like cap and stan and all that shit that's made its way into the dictionary because of, like, uh, you know, the uh, Gen Z, like the new lingo that kids use nowadays. And I say that being thirty-six years old, I'm no longer. They put kid. LOL in there was kind of depressing. Yeah, man. At least you know LOL. Like you don't have to look it up. You're not like, the fuck, the fuck's he mean cap? What the, what does cap mean? And then you look it up and you're like, he's calling me a liar. Like, why don't you just fucking say that? <laughs> no, no I, I can't wait until they put sus in there. That's gonna be funny. Oh yeah, no, they're hilarious. Sus is never gonna go in the dictionary because it's not popular, and I know it's not popular because I use it, so it must be just shit. I don't know. <laughs> It, yeah, it's it's actually pretty. It's so because another indication for that stuff is that when it starts to expand from its original definition, because um, 
So my girlfriend works with kids as part of um, occupational therapy. Well, that explains why and, she picked up with you because you're a man child. Man, <laughs> right up, right. Sit, spin, buddy. <laughs> and um, anyway, back back to my topic. Your point here is that she, uh, someone told her that she was, or someone told her, sussy baka. Yeah, that's and so I was like, I was like, well, sus, I know that, but and I've heard Baka, but I couldn't remember where I heard it. Um, well, no, I knew where I'd heard it, I knew it was an anime, but I didn't know what the translation was. It's Japanese and, it translates to idiot, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, or dummy, or you know, and so I mean, that's that's basically a new thing. Um, basically, so basically. Overly okay. suspicious, right? So obviously suspicious. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, why not? I'm still glad they're using the word fish as semi-appropriate. Instead of just saying fishy, they just fish. Welcome to the Dictionary Podcast. <laughs> what? I, I just wanted to put that one out there, because that one was starting to get irritating, too. Officially sponsored by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Not affiliated. We not even totally are not. He's making oh. up everything he says. Fuck it. <laughs> He's just like, please let us be sponsored so I can buy Aaron a dictionary and he will never spell or say words wrong again and drive me crazy. <laughs> no, absolutely well, because you'll look at the pronunciation and still not be able to fucking read it. <laughs> you kidding me? The first, the no, first. No, I'll look at the pronunciation and I'll purposely find like them. The most obscure pronunciation I can find in the book, and be like, "All right, I'm using this one now." Yeah, like I'm gonna speak in old English. Zine <laughs> <laughs> though. Like anyway, now, no, 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 I'll be, I'll be dead honest. The first time we get a sponsor, we're spending that money on John to get a new camera. <laughs> By that point, you might, might as well just buy me a whole new rig. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's just running off a laptop now. Yeah, uh, me exactly. and Mike are both running on uh, desktops. I think. Yeah, y'all with your fancy desktop computer, and I mean, if you want to get technical, up until I got this desktop, I was running off a laptop, and I didn't have a problem. Except for Aaron and his half a bit of internet connection. <laughs> um, I think something's wrong. I like I. I'm gonna check, but it's probably the service provider at this point. I guess. Yeah, I, I would say. You can do everything and check. Probably yeah, a safe bet. How much you've been dropping? I wouldn't. Know. But any hoozle, yeah. back to the topic, well, to the topic back on that topic before the topic. Uh, let's reel it all the way back, yeah. about a few miles of the line out, you know, of all kinds of different stuff. A couple of yeah. hundred feet here, we got to back off. This is Dude, what happens when I get up to go to the bathroom. Like, they just yeah, spiral. We took, a, we took a left at Albuquerque back there, and I don't even know where we are. Like, <laughs> It was a good topic. I, I like the, 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 the thought on the books and the audiobooks bit. But then, yeah, it started spiraling further down there. But so, uh, do we have anything else on the anime, the, the, the conversions, any? Well, the, um, what I think, is, I think is interesting on that subject, because I was talking about the Cyberpunk Edgerunners anime. Um, if you're a fan of the game, the anime is a trip because there are locations pulled directly from the game. Matter of fact, just about everywhere you see in the anime, 
is a spot in Night City that you can go to. And I think that's a really kind of interesting, neat sort of addition that makes the anime more fun to watch. For me, at least. And I know that there's people that never played the game that saw the anime and were like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm in this place where this thing happened. Or whatever. And the, uh, the game has an Edge Runners update to coincide with the, uh, the anime that I haven't played around with yet. But um, it, has, uh, it has references to the anime in it now. There are weapons hidden in places where they were important in the anime. Uh, armor pieces, clothing, things like that that are all over the place. And there's references to the anime all throughout Night City now, which I think is neat and interesting. And it's a, it's an, it's a cool bit of cross-promotional marketing that I think is good for Netflix. Netflix has seen a lot of business. Cyberpunk has seen a huge uptick in users. Um, I think nobody expected them to do as well as they're doing on Steam right now. And I think that's because a lot of the players that left Cyberpunk originally when the game had launched and it was just a hot mess um, have come back like two years and seven billion patches later to a game that's actually playable and fun. (laughs) Um, So they're like, oh, shit, it's actually a game. Wow. I wish um, Destiny would do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to throw that out there. I wish Destiny would do that. They're going to wish. Destiny were going to get a TV show? Like, weren't they talking about that for a while? Yeah, but they only did those live action cutscenes, and that was pretty much it. I would have absolutely been down to see Destiny get a show. Like, I'd be neat. Yeah, for sure. Although about? that does remind me that there's a whole new uh, subsection of this video game adaptations. Um, Machinima. Oh god! Oh my yeah. god! We could do a whole podcast on just <laughs> Machinima by itself. Um, All right. So just, I do think maybe we probably could do a podcast there. But for those who aren't in the know, uh, Machinima basically is a story told through the engine of a game. Yeah. So a big popular one that you might that that people might know of is like Red versus Blue, yeah, which was the Halo engine. It's machinima, yeah. yeah. And we're using the Halo engine. It told a completely different story, obviously, than than what the games were. But yeah, it's good. It's like basically the characters in the game are actors, and then they play out whatever they want to play out. That has to be tricky to film too, because one of the uh, the camera is actually a player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably got a lot easier when Halo Three introduced the Forge. Because you didn't have they to like... actually introduced them. A, a, a neat thing there is they actually introduced a bunch of like an unlocked release, an unlocked version for that studio, so that they could play with the tools to make new content. Hmm. Like uh, I, I think it was like with like Infinite or something like that. Is that like a lot of the resources are locked behind different stuff, right? Mm. Um. And they just they unlocked everything for them so that they could make whatever they wanted to so that they could make content. Well, by this point in in Halo and Red versus Blue's relationship, like they know that Rooster Teeth is gonna make them money. On some level or another, like because Red versus Blue has done so well and merchandising is such a huge thing. And that's the cool thing yeah. about machinima. It it sort of it sort of scratches the same itch as fan fiction. For 
publishers and for for properties because it doesn't hurt anything by existing. All it can do is help. So, I mean, a lot of companies won't jump you for machinima because you're you're not hurting their brand necessarily. Um, it's sort of like a bridging with anime, although that's a whole different thing because of usually music <laughs> copyright with YouTube. Uh, that's the biggest issue they have is DRM and music copyrights. I mean, you can you can look at like Team Four Star and something witty for things about that because they'll they'll go on for hours. Like anytime they get a new episode, it's immediately gone. And we do need to talk. We do have an episode dedicated towards that too. To uh, abridged. Yeah, that's that's an older topic that's been up there for a while. We haven't gotten around to it. Um, I well, would because there's a lot of consumption of media that we need to do for that one. Basically, um, Mike needs to catch up on some things. I'd probably have to refresh on on some of them. And then, I mean, like some of them can be pretty long. I know that Team Four Stars. Dragon Ball's arc was like all told probably like 10 hours or something, right? The cool thing no. about the cool thing about that is like there's people that are still discovering Dragon Ball Z abridged for the first time. Like I've been watching uh, a YouTuber by the name of Jack the Bus go through all of Dragon Ball Z abridged and react to it episode for episode, movie for movie. And he's I mean, that's never cool. seen the original like, Dragon Ball. Like his entire his entire knowledge of Dragon Ball up to this point was he played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That was all he knew about the franchise. And then he watched DBZA. <laughs> that, that is a, a neat way to go about it. But it was, it was really interesting. I'm not a fan of the whole reaction video thing, so I gotta I gotta be like, eh. <laughs> I couldn't imagine watching someone react to like all those. I'd I'd get bored of it very quickly. I guess I that's just not. I don't. I don't like those. It's kind of funny how hype he gets about some things. I'm just gonna put that out there. What? We've been talking for like a whole like ten minutes, and Mike just. You guys brought up Rooster Teeth, and the first thing I thought was, "What the fuck do those guys do anymore?" Oh, uh, they're still doing stuff, dude. Like they are. I just look. That's what I was looking up. I'm like, "What the hell are they doing?" No, mostly they don't do machinima anymore. They do shit tons of Lex plays and podcasts and whatnot. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, they've stepped away from machinima. They're still doing. Uh, yeah, stuff. I don't think they made another season of Red vs. Blue. They did it for a long time, though. Like yeah. I think, like. Let- it, they stopped. The last one they did was a a wasn't using the engine at all, I believe. No, they've got and, their own like, specialized engine for it now. Yeah, yeah, and nobody. And so that there was a ding there. Not not a lot of people were happy about that. It was a, based off of an entirely new cast with some cameos from some of the original cast. Yeah, a lot was, of people didn't uh, like that either. And then I don't think they did another season after that. That was Red versus Blue Zero, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. What it was called, yeah. And yeah, I mean, like I, I, I don't think I even finished that. I watched a few of them, or maybe half, and I was just like, yeah, it's not for me. And then, and then I've just been waiting for new ones. So we'll just uh, just a broad stroke this right. Um, 
we all know video games. We all love video games. And they've sort of crossed over from being just this one thing to media franchises in general. We see that with a lot of stuff. Comic books have jumped over into movies and video games and things like that. And video games are doing movies and comics now as well. Everything's becoming like this huge blob of media. But um, I think what we've, we've come across with this particular podcast, this particular episode, is that there's instances of doing it well and there's instances of doing it very poorly. Yeah. Um, a safe bet, you know, fair to say? Yes. Also yeah. that that for the life of video games, there have always been adaptations into other media, into all kinds of media, comics, film, um, books, all of that. But I, but I do feel that over time it has picked up more and more because the generations have grown up more and more playing video games all the time. So they're more comfortable with it as a media. And so they want to experience those characters in other forms of media too. They're more familiar with the medium and they're like, okay, so yeah. Like, cause I remember like when the Super Mario Brothers movie came out, like it was a huge, a big deal. They're doing a movie based on a video game and that's weird. Um, so. You know, okay. be like, you know, be like the summer blockbuster. <laughs> hey, let's yeah. be real. At least they did Doom to a degree of reasonable. Yeah. And then they did that other like Doom Annihilation, I think it was. And we're just not going to talk about that. Like that wasn't a thing that happened. Like, um, so stick with the oh, first one. So that begs the question. Like perspective on Doom. That was cool. But yeah. also, uh, have have you ever seen Hardcore Henry? I yeah. loved Hardcore Henry. That was awesome. Just making sure. You could do yes. a whole movie in yeah. first person and it can be super fun. But yeah, they um, could have did Doom better, but yeah. Okay, so th- this begs the question. I'm going to ask you guys this, and we're going to start with Mike since Aaron got the last one. Um, do you think a bad movie or a bad adaptation hurts a video game franchise? No. So no, you're, no. you're like even even a crappy adaptation is not going to hurt like a franchise. Like say Zelda. like Zelda. That fucking cartoon was a dumpster fire. What are you talking about? It was hilarious. Excuse me, princess. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I'm a douche. My name is Link. Okay, the same person who made the CDIs. If they would have, if they would have put out the adventures, look, if they would have put out the adventures of Lunk instead, I'd have shit myself and played every game. Like, come on. Okay, that was the greatest thing. So basically, what you're saying is, even a bad adaptation really can't hurt the game. I mean, look at what they, like, yes. I mean, The Adventures of Lunk isn't supposed to be it, but you can tell what it's based off of. And I mean, it was completely off topic. It's not even close to the game. And it's fucking dumb funny. Like, that, come that on. One, that one killed me. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That was, that was... I, yes, I did have to show, show you that one, because yes, it was just too good to let go. And they do have a, I think they have a part two to that, too. I, th- I think for me, I think it depends on the franchise. Because I think some franchises are just too big to fail. As far as like, even if there's a shitty adaptation, like Final Fantasy, um, it'll still it'll still do well. I mean, the fantasy never ends. So what's their final about it? What's, fi- what's final about it when there's 
16 games in the in the 16 numbered entries. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's well, so about it? They manage it because because those are all different realities, basically. Usually, yeah. With very yeah. special exceptions, the you know most of the time it's always somewhere new. I think what eleven and was it fifteen or sixteen the RPG ones? Eleven and fourteen are MMOs. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, fuck yeah it's harder to have a Final Fantasy in an MMO. Yeah, because it's just never fucking ending. Yeah, and I mean you had ten and ten two, <laughs> and thirteen and thirteen two, and Lightning Returns, and uh, they did a. Uh, they did a sequel to Final Fantasy XII, I believe it was. Final Fantasy Tactics got a sequel. Like that's how you know something's fucked up when your spinoffs are getting sequels. Oh. <laughs> I guess no, I mean for the most part, yeah. I mean, because like, yeah, I've seen a lot of different en- entries in Final Fantasy, and they all they all have potentially a final fantasy, and then they move on to a new game. It's a different place with a different final fantasy. I guess what I was trying to say is if the franchise is big enough, even a bad adaptation is not really going to hurt the brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you, uh, would you agree with that, Aaron? Or like, what's your take so on me, that? I think I'm leaning more towards Mike's in that they don't, they can't, it can't hurt. Um, it can help for sure. It can generate more interest, but because the, the brand. Yeah. The video game itself was good enough to, generate an adaptation whether or not that adaptation was good or not doesn't mean hurt the fact that the video game was good enough to get the adaptation in the first place so yeah, the people know. who oh, ahead, was the people who are interested in it are still going to be enjoying the game you know yeah that's I mean, fair if you, if you think about it the, on the on the same turn halo they turned around and they did a short animated short of Spartan seven one one, the complete opposite of the Master Chief, completely inept. Dude couldn't do anything fucking right, and he had the only thing that he has is luck. That's it. Wasn't that uh, Spartan thirteen thirty seven? No, it, like his his it was just ridiculous. And Spartan Leap. Um, well, there was that one with the Academy. That was a. Uh, uh, well, that was uh, yeah. Halo yeah, Forward Unto Dawn, I believe it was called. Yes, I did. Actually, yeah. I enjoyed Forward Unto Dawn. It wasn't because they didn't take his helmet off, but it was helpful. Uh, no, <laughs> it, actually, <laughs> it actually tied into the game very well, because you actually got to see where one of these captains actually came from. Yeah, Captain Lasky. It, yeah. it references a scene in the game. I um, I will say this, okay, and this is like... To to kind of go back, um, I do think that a uh, a good adaptation can help a can help a game immensely, and that's where I got to go back to Cyberpunk Edge Runners because, like, that game was basically dead in the water. No one cared, except for like the diehard fans that have been playing it. It's maybe had a player base of like twenty thousand concurrent players at any given time, and it's like quadrupled its player base over the course of a week because of that anime and how successful it's been. So, I mean, like, a good adaptation can really help a floundering game. 
Yeah, but even a bad adaptation. I mean, because like theoretically, say Cyberpunk, the anime did middling, did bad, right? I mean, it's still new interest in the game. I bet you you would have still probably seen uh, a spike. Um, maybe not necessarily as high, but you probably would have seen like double, triple, maybe. You might have seen a Yeah. So the phrase we're all looking for here is any press is good press. Okay, Don King. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. I mean, regardless of whether or not it is good or bad, the fact that it is being presented means somebody's going to look at the original material and go, "Oh, okay." Well, yeah, I guess yeah. that's I guess that's fair because like people watch the Resident Evil Netflix show and they're like, "Oh, this was based on a series of games that are actually good. I'm going to play those instead." No, uh-huh. yeah, no, you so, know. I mean, that that's really always the case, right? So that's why I said it, it can't hurt. Um, and, uh, you know, at best it could still help a little bit too, even if because it's bad. It focus to the brand. The way I see it, John, is if somebody sees that, that series, they're going to go, oh my God, they based this off those movies. They're not going to even think about the video games. You know, that might be fair to say. At okay. least, in the, at, at least at the end credits of every, of every, uh, movie, they'd said it was based on the f- video game franchise. Yeah. So, because these kids are going to sit around for the fucking credits, right? If it is any, if it is well, yeah, movie, no, they are because they're going to think there's a secret ending at each each credit. Yeah, these sure. days, yeah, they absolutely would. Uh, but I mean, because now I got to watch all the way to the absolute freaking end because there's three different end credits or end scenes. Yeah, I there's think, Aaron's uh, a crafty old man and doesn't want to sit through the credits. <laughs> Well, I don't mind so much if I'm watching it on Netflix or something because I can just skip. But if I'm in the theater, it's ever nowadays you sit in the theater, everybody doesn't even, nobody even moves, just everybody waits yeah. because they know. Yeah, that's, that's fair because that was the whole reason I didn't mind sitting through the credits was because that made getting out of the parking lot at the end of the movie that much easier because like there'd be a, a large number of people that would get up and leave. And it's like, okay, well, if I wait till the end of the credits, then I can just get up and walk out and pull through the parking lot a lot easier and have to deal with the line. Um, doesn't really yep. work anymore because everyone sits through the credits now. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so now yep. it's reversed. Now you got to leave during credits and possibly miss stuff in order to get Well, out. yeah, that's the thing. Is like, it's hard to get, get clips of those things, too. Like, if it's still in theaters, it's hard to find, like, find the, that information. To, to to see it somewhere else. Mm. True. Not impossible, but yes, true. Yeah, well, I mean, and not not to see a good copy either, really. Look, yeah. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie about it. The last time I had to sit in a theater, those credits came up. I had I would looked at Katie, I'm like, okay, get up, go. She's like, well, what about the credits? I'm like, fuck those credits, watch. And she started walking. We made it outside all the way out. Turned out there wasn't one. There wasn't one at the end of the movie. It was just credits. So those people sat there. We were long gone. Mind, even if there isn't an, a hidden scene at the end, like, because that's my, like, if you sat through the movie, if you were a good movie patron and you didn't talk during the movie and piss everyone around you off, like, the end credits are the time where you look over at the people that are with you in the theater and go, that's a pretty good movie. Or, you know, that was, that was complete shit. I can't believe we wasted the $20 on tickets. To come yeah. see this fucking shit show of a movie. I don't know. I mean, I'd say I, you know, 
I discuss that with my friends as we're leaving the theater. <laughs> I don't just go to the random people that I'm that that are next to me and be like, "Hey, what'd you think of the movie?" I thought it was alright. Assuming that the people next to you in the theater were your friends, Aaron. Well, I'm talking like from on the. We're assuming Aaron had friends. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Apparently not, fucker. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, I don't know. When's the last time I went? Like sitting at the edge, or like nowadays, right? If I'm just going to the movies by myself or with my girlfriend, obviously there's someone there who I don't know, and I don't turn to them and be like, you know, how was the movie? Well, I wouldn't expect you to. That'd be, I mean, in no version of reality, especially nowadays, would that not be weird? <laughs> I don't think in any universe, in, in in this universe or any parallel universe, would turning to a complete, total stranger after a movie and asking them what they thought not be considered weird. Maybe if you were Gene Siskel. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I could, I could bet money I could get away with it. I could probably even get a conversation out of it. Oh, you could. It'd be an awkward sure. conversation for sure. I can, I can guarantee a conversation. I can't guarantee it's going to be a quality conversation, and I can't guarantee it's going to go beyond like two sentences. But I can guarantee I will get somebody to respond to me if I ask them that question after a movie. Yeah. Well, it depends. And I mean, like, it wouldn't necessarily be difficult to start even just a regular conversation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, how, just, how, I'm just going to point this up. How much of fucking losers are we? We're talking about randomly talking to strangers. How easy it will be, but none of us are going to do this. I was talking to Aaron about, you know, discussing the film during the credits with the people I'm assuming you went to the theater with. Because oh, I, I thought you were just talking about random people, all right? Why would I, why would I do that? I don't know. You, you don't know if he's there on his own or not. That's just weird. Dude, I hate going to the movies by myself. And if I hate but going to the movies by myself, I would assume that other people would not like going to the movies alone. But that's that's you, man. Like I, I'm not going to lie. There's There's been occasions I've gone to the movies on my own. The Perfect. last movie I went to by myself, I only went by myself because I assumed no one would want to go with me. And that was the 2016 Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah, you were right. And you I would went, be correct. <laughs> I went by myself and so I was like, no one's going to want to go to this movie with me, but I do want to check it out. Shit, you couldn't. Although, have- to be fair, I should watch the Power Rangers movie that was in like the 90s or something. I watched that. that recently on HBO Max because I was trolling for something to watch that was short and dumb that I didn't necessarily have to pay attention to. And I was like, oh, shit. I totally forgot this was a thing. Click. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. I'll be watching Ready Player One again. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. I've said it twice now. It'll be after so, I, I guess we I guess we've stumbled our way through this episode of the table. I, I think I'm uh I think we've we've piled up way more than we bargained for on this. I think uh Mike's gonna have some editing to do. It's or not do, as the case may be. The last no, time Mike I talked mean, about anything, he just put the raw episode out and was like, I'm not touching it. Fuck it. It's <laughs> hilarious. I could see like cutting this in half and, and going there too. Cause it's probably even edited. It's probably uh hour 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, we've been recording for almost two hours now. Yeah. I was going to have to cut this down. Yeah. There's going to have to be some trimming done. Um, 
but I, th- I think we've I think we've covered our bases. Um, I, I would like to go into more detail on some of this stuff maybe later, but I feel like um, for our first you know kind of episode back after uh, a relatively long hiatus, we're gonna trip. Oh, yeah. We're going to trip quite a bit before we get back into the swing of things. but And I mean, we've already pulled up two possible flashback movie reviews in both Buffy and Double Dragon. So I, I really want to do a Buffy one. I bought Buffy on Blu-ray to do the movie review. Like, okay. I guess we'll do it. do it. I'm not holding a gun to anyone's head. I'm just saying the guy well, bought I mean, it on Blu-ray to do that. Look, we're coming into the, hol- we're coming into the, the right holiday for it, so we might as well knock it out. Fair, yeah. That's a fair point. But you know what? We'll, we'll we'll do it next next Thursday. Yep, sounds good. Oh, you heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> of course, they won't know when the next recording necessarily might be for next Thursday. So there's that. Uh, Plus, I mean, I might have to split this up, so this is going to break into two different weeks. So this will be great. <laughs> that'll that'll make it uh, October seventh. 2022. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this it'll be out when it's out, guys. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna record all my sound effects, and I'm just gonna play gunfire over John talking there. I totally <laughs> forgot he bought a soundboard. Oh, that's how long it's been since we've done any of this. Oh yeah. I forgot he bought a soundboard, and I forgot that he's been playing with it. Um. Yeah. That's never a good idea to give Mike toys like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th- I think we um, I think we've covered our bases. I think it might be time to clear the table. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe twelve, considering that you've got or clear it, but put those things on the shelf because you're not done with them. Yeah, there's there's some stuff that I want to come back to, but I think we need to polish our, our approach a little bit more before we go back to that. Until next well, time. yeah, especially this has been a very broad topic, too. Yeah. I mean, we're talking all kinds of adaptations, all kinds of media. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, until the next time you hear these sexy voices, enjoy your day.